Hello, heroes. Welcome to Modifier. I'm your host, Megan Dornbrock. Heroes, this week I got to chat with Dyer Rose from the San Gennaro RPG Co-op. San Gennaro is a collection of designers and artists and writers with all levels of experience with the goal of creating games that they love for folks to enjoy while ensuring that those who helped create them get paid fairly for their work. I know, it's wild, right? Dyer is one of many advocates for the co-op and participates in their projects. Over the course of our chat, he goes into some really helpful detail about how things work there uh, and what industry problems they're trying to solve by creating games this way. I wasn't expecting to find this concept particularly challenging. It sounds really good and reasonable. But during our chat and after, I realized that I had a lot of points of worry, and I think you will notice them. (laughs) Dyer was very kind to roll with it, and I learned a lot. I feel like he gave answers that were extremely honest and make me really hopeful for the games community. So let's get to the show. Hey there, heroes. This week, I am joined by Dyer Rose, and we are going to talk about the San Gennaro co-op. We are going to talk about this uh, this book that they're putting out. Um, we're going to talk about a couple things, actually. So hello. Welcome. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Oh, good. I'm very glad that you're here. It sounds like we've got a lot to talk about. But before we do that, before we jump into the the what we're going to talk about. I know how to run my own show. This is fine. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit, some places that heroes might know you from or projects that you've worked on? Absolutely. Um, my name's Dyer Rose, as mentioned. I go by Basilisk Online, most places on the internet. Uh, my Twitter is pretty standard as far as the best place to get a hold of me. Um, Twitch, I do a lot of art streaming there, or I used to, and I will be doing so again. Cool. Um, do some uh role playing game streams there too. Uh mm-hmm. for the most part I, I I handle most of the art stuff going on right now with the co-op. Uh I did a little bit of game design stuff mostly through Dungeons and Dragons DM's Guild um mm. uh which is no longer up uh is available for free on my Twitter actually. But okay. um cool. So mostly small stuff and getting into until I got into this awesome community. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm I'm curious about this community. So the the co-op, San Gennaro co-op, is mm-hmm. pretty new, right? Yeah. Um like two I wanna say two months. What is time? I don't track oh it very gosh. well, but like it's it's a tiny baby. Yeah, oh. we we just all hit the ground running with this. Yeah. Um the group was founded on and the name itself comes from uh Olivia Hill, who is a done a mm. lot of work on you know, fairly popular RPGs in the past, um, has their own stuff going on now. It's on their Discord server. They're involved heavily. And uh, the San Gennaro is the fictional city her novel sets come into, but it's also the name of the Discord server. So it just kind of cropped up that way. Oh, okay. I was like, this sounds like it's a real place, but I don't think it's a real place. What is it? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. So it just kind of cropped up there. Uh, But, you know, that... Community has so many RPG creators and hobbyists and enthusiasts, mm-hmm. and just been talking a lot. You know, there's been a lot of discord go- discourse going on about various aspects of the industry and how sure. it's structured and sustainability. Um, and so that was going on, and eventually someone was like, "Hey, why don't we just like 
do this. You know, we're a bunch of, you know, a, a lot of us very, le- the server's very leftist. There's a lot of like socialist mm-hmm. leanings. And so a lot of us was just like, why don't we just do this? We got a lot of talent here. We got a lot of people that want to just make good things and, you know, keep it nice, keep it, you know, split yeah. evenly and, you know, protect each other. And we just kind of hit the ground running trying to figure out what we did with that and what we were doing with that. It's all kind of a work in progress Cool. where, you know, when something comes up, we all discuss how we're going to handle it. So far, mm-hmm. we haven't really run into any hiccups like that, but keeping it open for a democratic mm-hmm. kind of like anything that needs to be changed, like, you know, as a big majority democratic vote, there's no like one person who's overseeing everything and gets to make all the calls or anything like that, keeping that out of yeah. it. Oh, interesting. So what's the um what's the size of the co-op like right now? And and I guess the breakdown as well, since it's not a, an actual physical location. This is uh people on the internet yeah. from all over. Yeah. Yeah. It um all takes place on the Discord server. I feel like because of kind of the time that everyone's active, a lot of us are American based, but mm-hmm. like Olivia Hill is an expat living in Japan right. with her wife, who's also involved. We have, you know, I know Nem, Liam Ginty from Sandy Pug Games, who's also a big, big name in there. Mm-hmm. They're uh, immigrant from, from the UK. So, you know, we have a lot of people from all over. I think most of where we're living now is mostly in America, but it's definitely not limited to that. Mm-hmm. And when we first started, I want to say we had around a dozen, a little more than a dozen, maybe mm-hmm. ru- hit the ground running with the volume one of the short games digest. And then we've already actually started on getting stuff ready for volume two, because volume one is very close to being ready to, to get released. Awesome. Um, and so we probably have about two dozen now. Oh, okay. Uh, this is like, we kind of want to let it grow organically so we can feel out any issues, but it is a very, if you're interested, Come and mm-hmm. come and join. See what we're about. Throw your name in. Like okay, yeah. We're trying to keep this very open. Bring in as much people as you know want to capitalize on a similar situation. If they, you know, or I'm, I'm going to speak for everyone here because I'm pretty good with how they all feel. <laughs> but if someone else wanted to start up a similar, you know, type of thing, we would be all for that too. It's all mm-hmm. about you know getting oh, good. okay getting games. And getting game creators, you know, the money they deserve for what they're doing as opposed to having it all go in some, you know, company treasury while they get screwed. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, a noble goal to be sure. So, so yeah, why don't we get into a bit about like what the co-op is up to and how it functions. So any heroes who are listening, if this is their jam, maybe they'll, they'll know what they're getting into. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's see. So you mentioned that there's, there was a lot of discussion happening over on Discord. I know uh, a lot of similar discussions have been happening on and off on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. but for any folks who are not tuned into the discourse, what are, what are some of the, the issues that are plaguing our game designers and developers and artists so uh, a lot of what has this has aimed to address mm-hmm. is one you're looking at um for most writers if you get in with a and, and this is actually kind of sad when i when i like say it and i stop to think about it because you're more likely to get paid better as a writer or even an artist coming on to an indie rpg who you know doesn't have much money in their budget. And I know I've seen a few people saying that they've gotten, you know, between maybe seven to nine to 10 cents a word for an indie RPG. And most of the big companies you're thinking about, Wizards of the Coast, Paizo, Mm -hmm. they're dropping two, three cents a word. Oh my God. Uh, on, you know, like I, 
these are, I haven't worked the industry, but I know a lot of people in here that have, and these are the numbers that are getting thrown around. I've seen a lot of people talking about it on Twitter and it's like these big companies with their deep coffers and they are just, you know, squandering talent, you know, making them pay, you know, pennies, paying them pennies, um, literally in this case. (laughs) Um, That is upsetting. Uh, you know, and then there's a lot of freelancers are a big part of the industry. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there are times when, you know, someone will get cut after putting in a lot of work and not get any pay, Really, which has happened to several of the people in the, uh, discord server. I'm not sure if I should be like coming out swinging on a lot of the big names right now on here, but, um, but, but it is definitely in my Twitter. If anyone would like to go look for names. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. That will be linked in the show notes. (laughs) Um, you know, but it's it's just a lot of wage theft, a lot of low wages, um, a lot of just mm-hmm. straight up abusive behavior towards a lot of the freelancers. And then, you know, that's the main thing we're looking at is um, where's our little I have the so we're putting the other like you're we're going to have a unifying uh, seal. Um, you know, which is a raccoon, which is our, you know, little workhorse buddy. <laughs> uh, but we have a Sanyanero co-op seal of approval. And so like this kind of really stresses out where if you see the seal, you know, the Sanyanero co-op is striving for towards equal ownership, equal pay, fair compensation for creative professionals. Excellent. And that's, that's kind of what we're looking for. Also, we have people, um, and we're going to be skipping around here apparently because I just ramble, but, uh, yeah, part nice. of the, the short games digest is, you know, a bunch of small little games that everyone has made. A bunch of different people have made, you know, little games and it's all getting bundled together. And we'll talk a bit more about that in, yeah. in the future. But with that, a lot of people are, um, you know, like, oh man, this is such a cool idea. I want to take this farther or, you know, I want to, I want to play with this more. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're not like, no, this is, this is the, you know, co-ops book now. And, you know, we're like, Hey dude, take that. You know, if you want to set it aside and build a bunch more stuff for it and release it yourself, that's cool. Cool. You know, like you wrote this game, so it is your game, sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, we're not, there's not going to be a lot of people fighting over, like, oh, that's my IP, that's your IP. You created this, but now we own it. Like, there's just so much mm-hmm. exploitive behavior from, I mean, let's be real, any big business, but, right, right. But, you know, it just seems a little closer to home when it's your, the business that you love and you want to work in. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you love them. You, you've loved the things that they've put out. You trust them to have your best interest at heart. And mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, you know, because it's just, it's even, even when you think of the big industry, it's still not big when you think of big business these right. day and age. So it's like you're hoping like, oh, like they're small. They're still cool. They get it. No. No. Generally yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to talk, talk a little bit about the structure of how we do things. That would um, be great. Yes. There you go. So part of what it also does is, like I've mentioned, we have you know some of these big name designers and creators, and we have some smaller, still substantial big name creators and, and designers. And then we have you know hobbyists and people who are interested, but where, where do you start? Right. Um, a lot of this also comes out to be kind of a mentorship program. Okay. Where... You know, Olivia Hill, Liam Ginty, Philomena, all these people, they're out there. They're picking up a lot of, you know, Olivia's doing layout for the first book because that's her wheelhouse mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of it. And, you know, also wrote a game. But a lot of these people, it's the first time they've ever published a game when this volume gets put out. And so okay. they're there to like, you know, you have these mentors here to 
talk you through stuff, help you out to figure out different aspects of it and teach you how to do that to basically get you familiar with the process of both designing games and also a little bit working in the game industry as it is now. Nice. Uh, everything is done through contracts. Uh, they're, you know, mostly they're very tenuously legally binding at best, but they want to get you into that habit. Right. So it kind of lays everything out of most people were like, yeah, it's fine if you want to use, you know, silly little internet name or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, you want to get that habit going. You want to know what you're looking at. When he did it, Liam kind of went over the contract and kind of what each section meant so that Good. we would be familiar with that. And so part of that though, the, some of the important aspects of the contract, even though it's not super legally binding is uh, that's where you break down first we have the sandian era co-op where you know there's a equal share it kind of just talks about what we're about and then each project which anyone can come in and say hey i want to i want to do this thing and uh, does anyone else want to join in on that and everything's voluntary where people say oh i want to write for that or i want to do art for that um so each project has its own contract or you know set of standards that is set up before going into it where it'll also comment on, you know, profit shares. Usually it'll be like writing gets a mm-hmm. share, mentoring gets a share. Okay. Um, you know, art, depending on, might be like, you know, you get one share and then you get an additional half a share for every full page illustration or, you know, whatever. Okay. And so after you get all those breakdown, you have editing, layout, you know, you have a bunch of different, those roles that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, all broken down by, by shares. And then it's all, um, you know, with, the industry the way it is now we can do that on print on demand we can throw it up on right. drive through rpg and itch.io mm-hmm. and with drive through rpg especially it's cool because it has the the profit splitting right. uh, system built right into it yeah and so from there on it's just everything split up into shares so you know yeah no one's getting a huge payout all at once or anything but everyone is getting you know what they put into it okay yeah that's that was one of my questions was or was going to be about how that works because it sounds like the pay that folks are getting while is equal to each other you know they're all getting a share or a, a share and some change you know however it, mm-hmm. however it breaks down but it, it all depends on the sex the success of the project then yeah. how how much that's going to be interesting which you know can be really we have yeah we have realistic expectations but again a lot of these people they just love games and they want to make right. games. And, you know, if they can do that, another thing is the, the environment is incredibly supportive. Yeah. Um, you know, people first. So we had a few, we had a few people who, uh, no judgment, volume one deadline rolled around and we started getting the layouts and they're like, Hey, you know, I, you know, this issue or whatever come up and I wasn't able to finish. Right. Yeah. But, and that, that's cool. Like people first, we, you know, life happens. We have plenty to put in this book you know one of them carried that game over to the volume two and you know because it was mostly done uh but we're very supportive very understanding you know it's not like oh you screwed up you're out of the co-op like yeah you know but you know imagine if something like this happened was was, was going on when you wrote for you know D. Yeah. you know it's one of those things where it's like man if this gets huge then we're good oh yeah absolutely. but you know for the most part you know you put out a bunch of projects you get to you get that trickle in income which to be honest as someone who you know has you know had you know red bubble shops t public shops like that mm-hmm. you know that little and yeah. you know drive through rpg dm's guild getting all of those little Ooh. sales from all those different places is so nice oh absolutely yeah it's, so, it's it's so great like, getting that email like oh I have I have ten dollars I wasn't expecting yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> can have a nice lunch today I guess um I I'm feeling that this is really good but I I also have this part of me that's so terrified for like I'm thinking back to every group project I ever did <laughs> and just going. 
Oh God, is it worth it? <laughs> uh, so I, I can I can definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. Generally, um, especially because we've been currently you know operating out of the short games digest mostly, mm-hmm. um, it hasn't been that. I haven't I haven't felt that or seen that go on with it. But that also is very much you know every every game is written by a different person okay in the short games digest cool. it's about so why don't we since we keep coming back to it why don't we just go over the short games digest real quick a little bit yes please um this is going to be what we would like to make our flagship book uh we want to make it a quarterly digest mm. uh the volume one which is uh cover art's almost done we're waiting on two on a last of the three figures from some of the games in there to go on the cover mm-hmm and um, get finals and layouts and stuff. But very soon, I'm hoping within the month that this thing will be on RPG and ready to go. And so what that is, is, and how that works, every time it rolls around, and we've started on volume two already, also getting that ready, mm-hmm. everyone who signs up, who's interested in working on it, we have a little Google form so you can put in like what jobs you want to take, you know, what hats you want to wear during mm-hmm. it. And you also put in two prompts uh themes or random things uh the first one had some i'm trying to remember since i didn't really i just uh, did art uh rocket punk was one of them that was thrown in the first <laughs> nice. one and that's that's uh, the game uh is actually i'm so stoked for that game and i'm really happy with the art i did for it uh for yesterday's tomorrow today which was just yeah rocket punk uh and then you had one that was like it was just a, and i'm probably gonna butcher this word but a chiascaro oh that was it. And it was like, you have to figure out what you want to do with this um, as far as a prompt goes. The, the second, uh, another one in the first one was, you know, you have to set a mechanic. You have to make a game with a mechanic that's based around a traditional game. And so with this, they use CeeLo um, as their standard playing, like, play. Okay. Uh, and the second one, uh, some of them that came up was like extreme pizza delivery. Okay. Um, you know, so just like you just throw out random, random stuff, like, and then those get randomized and tossed out to whoever's interested in writing. And you can mulligan, you know, we're not going to be like, no, you have to write this yeah. thing that you don't want to have anything to do with. But it just gives you a place to start. And I have <laughs> uh, seen a few people who have mentioned that that's, that's been very helpful to them is just having this, this little thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, you can take that and be as oblique and extreme with it as you want, you know, mm-hmm. as far as it's just where it's not like if we don't recognize that's it, we're not going to, you know, like that wasn't the theme you got. Yeah. You know, it's like as long as you can use a starting point, jump off, have fun, do your thing with it. Mm-hmm. And so the first one has, I want to say about 12 four to 24 page self-contained RPGs. Okay. Um, you're not going to need to like go get dungeon world or dungeons and dragons in order to play anything in there at all. Like one of the things we want is that like you can sit down with this book and you can play any of these games with just this book. Awesome. And so that's kind of the idea for the, the short games digest is you're getting, you know, I would 12 of those four to 24 pages. You're looking at, you know, probably a 200 page book. Um, with a ton of RPGs. Very cool. And then we just kind of want to rotate through that. It gives people a little bit of a taste, you know, like write four to 24 pages in like a month and a half or so, mm-hmm. you know, as much as you want. And then, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of these people, this will be the first time that they get, you know, an RPG published. It's going to be on, you know, at least I believe we're doing hardcover, softcover and PDF, but I know oh, wow. it's going to be at least in hardcover and PDF as far as print on demand goes. That's excellent. So, you know, a lot of these people, they're going to have be able to like, 
this is a physical, like, mm-hmm. hardcover RPG book, and my game is in there. Yeah, right? Um, look, look, Mom, my name's on a book. Like, Yeah, so, so, and that's the, that's, that's our flagship. We wanted to make that a quarterly thing where mm-hmm. every quarter we're putting out this, this digest that 12, 20 games, who knows how big it's going to be and how, like, when right. we start splitting that up as time goes on. Um, and there's just some really cool, really, unique and experimental uh, mechanics going into all these, like everything I'm reading through. Cause as you're going through the process, people are posting their whips up for view in the uh, discord. Mm -hmm. And that's also, you know, you post in the, in the works in progress and be like, Hey, I need an editor. And one of the editors like, I got you. Um, So that's like kind of how we do the back and forth too, is just dropping links in discord and discussing it. And so many of these are just these, these really cool, often really weird and out there mechanics that you don't mm-hmm. see a lot in big published RPGs because they're, you know, focused on the business end of it. And it's like, well, we don't know how this is going to react, but we know yeah. people like this one. So mm-hmm. so we'll just keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really exciting, too, is just like seeing all of these yeah. really out there mechanics and really out there gameplay. A lot of a lot of the narrative voices are just utterly fantastic as well. You know, every game has its own voice because it's written by someone completely different and also mm-hmm. edited by potentially different people. And mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah. So aside from this quarterly, how do you handle uh, other projects or how do you anticipate handling other projects if you haven't yet? So we do have one other project that is currently in the planning stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the Role Player's Guide to Heists. Okay. Uh, it will be a system agnostic book that contains uh, I think the word I've seen thrown around is about 30 pre-made like, heists in a box, <laughs> cool. basically. Uh, as long as, as well as, you know, like essays and articles on like the important aspects of running heists and timing and, you know, all these mm. little things because heists are often... Everyone loves heists, but they're, as someone who has been DMing for a, and GMing for a long time, they are still really hard to run yeah. half the time. Uh, so hopefully this will help people out. And also going back to the mentor thing here. Yeah. This is going to be a book that we are going to be kickstarting. Cool. And so from that, this is also a gateway because kickstarting is such an important aspect of the tabletop RPG industry this day and age. And it's one of those that I've seen a lot of indie creators doing doing and having done their first Kickstarter and being mm-hmm. like, oh, if only I had known. <laughs> um, yeah. And so Liam Gindy, Sandy Pug Games, who has uh, done uh, at least one, I think multiple successful Kickstarters at this point, um, he's kind of taking point and kind of going through everything and again, m- with the mentorship role, teaching us about all of these important little aspects of, you know, running your Kickstarter and planning your Kickstarter and how you want to mm-hmm. split your, your, you know, your budget up and make sure that you're budgeted right and, you know. Oh, wonderful. Um, so that's going to do that. We're hoping... We're not, because of kind of how everything is structured, we're not, as far as I know, looking to do a bunch of like, oh, if you, you know, stretch goals are going to get you a thousand more mm-hmm. heists or anything like that. We're mostly looking at, because of kind of what we would like to do with this co-op, um, stretch goals are going to be things like, hey, we get to, you know, pay our writers and artists more. Yeah. And also do things like, uh, we've been talking about a uh, co-op uh, treasury. Mm. Um, just to pay for things like, you know, like the short games digest, the cover was a, was not a member of the co-op. It was an outside person that we commissioned for the art. Okay. And, you know, stuff like that. I know Nem, uh, Liam is dipping 
into his company, Sandy Pug Games, their, uh, mm. their treasury a little bit right now to help kickstart and seed this Kickstarter because that's, you know, like it takes money to, to do this sort of stuff. So exactly. Yeah. If, if your income is coming from when the book sells, there's, yeah. there's nothing to start with. So, yeah. so we, we have been talking a lot about figuring out how we want to try to, to get a little bit of seed money there just for projects that need that so that it's not coming out of, you know, the like, uh, everyone communally combining their own money to try to like pay for these, and, right. you know, or someone dipping into their company or, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, but a lot of that is still, like I said, we're still kind of figuring this, as, this out as we go along. Luckily, we haven't run into any, well, I say luckily, but maybe it'd be good if we ran into some issues so we could, you know, see them coming. But <laughs> right. luckily, we haven't run into too many issues. Uh, everything seems to be going pretty, pretty well with how we have it structured at the moment. Good. That's good. I mean, two months in, that's still, I mean, that's a lot. That's, yeah, that's yeah. longer I'm, than I've seen a lot of <laughs> projects born on Discord go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm so stoked for it. Like I've, I, and uh, apparently that's been mentioned when other people are talking, you know, when I'm reaching out to people and they're like, Oh yeah, your guy, like in the email, he seems so stoked for it. Like he was <laughs> super into it. I, I should hope so. Like if you're not excited about this project, who will be? Yeah. Um, right. So, so other projects that I, I realize that we don't have a, a lot to look at yet, you know, um, mm-hmm. from the co-op, but is the, is the intent for most of what you put out to be uh, multiple authors, multiple artists like group efforts or or is there space for folks who have like a smaller uh... i i that's again so like basically all that's kind of been discussed at the moment is the guide for heists and Mm -hmm. and the short games digest i feel like because of the nature of it and kind of the discussion on how things work Mm -hmm. that we would be like open to someone coming in and doing like a more focused project Mm -hmm. Uh, as long as, you know, everyone, everyone who volunteers for that project is into it. That's kind of the, okay. the big thing is you can really make anything you want. If you come in and say, Hey, I want to start this project up and you get interest and, yeah. you know, you guys can make that work with the interest you have, then I don't see there being any problem with, you know, doing a single focused book and maybe, you know, only having a writer or two on there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, editors pulled in from there too, or however you want to do it. That like we're pretty, pretty open to you make your games how you want to make your games. And if you're doing it through the co-op and pulling on those resources, as long as that's getting split equitably, we're got it. Yeah. We're solid. Ending that ethos of fair pay and not taking advantage yeah. of folks. Okay. That's yeah, exactly. So the the mentorship, um, you, you talked a little bit about Liam discussing like Kickstarters and how to run those. Uh, what else, what other kind of mentoring does the co-op? Yeah. So there's, and like I said, it's a, it's across the board um, and it's nothing like, you know, we don't have classes or anything, right. um, but it's a lot of like everyone is kind of working by doing. And then when they run into some issues, they, you know, someone who knows what they're doing or has experience with that will step in and say, okay, well, here's what either what you should do instead, or here's what we can do to like change that. Or, you know, here's how that would normally work uh, mm. across all level of it from, you know, technical stuff. I know one of the things that, that came up when we were doing volume one of the short games digest that's most of the way through layouts by now. And I was like, Hey, so, uh, we're going to make this thing like totally accessible for blind viewers. Right. And they were like, Oh, that that needs to be prepped from the beginning and like, and think about that. And I was like, well, that's kind of important to me. I, you know, follow a couple mm-hmm. uh, blind, blind <laughs> viewers on Twitter mm-hmm. um, who, you know, I've talked to them and like D and D is the big popular one. Right. It's never been like five E I enjoyed. And it's probably the first edition of D and D I've liked 
Um, so mostly play a lot of other games. Mm-hmm. And so talking to uh, a couple of them, and they're like, "Oh well, you know, I play D and D because it's you know what I know or what I learned, uh, you know, either before I was blind or you know if that if that was I just it's what I was taught right. and it's what people know and so right. it's what I can get access to. Yes. Uh, but most of the other games aren't accessible, so I just can't learn them. Yep. And so I was like, "This is like this is a big thing that's important to me." Problem. Yeah. And so um, again, Liam to the rescue with this um, has a friend who does that professionally. Nice. And so they, they talked to their friend and their friend joined up. Yay. Um, so they're going to take a look at our, um, at our volume one and figure out what they can do about that since it wasn't pre-prepped and right. it's going to be a kind of a mess. Yeah. Uh, but on top of that, me and another, at least one other member of the co-op have expressed an interest in learning how to do this ourselves so that we can, you know, kind of take that up for the co-op. Fantastic. You know, that sort of thing where it's like, hey, we need the skill, we don't have it. And then, you know, if we don't have it, we can find someone that does seems to be a pretty, pretty solid thing. And then we can at least get that knowledge from them. Yeah. Just a lot of, really, it's a lot of learn by doing, ask questions. You know, if you mess up, it's no big deal. We'll do better next time. And that's a big, that's a big thing we lose a lot as we start getting older. And you don't think about it a lot when you're, you mm-hmm. know, a kid where it's like messing, you know, and, and that's something I like. Let's keep it role playing games because that's what we're about here. <laughs> uh, I really like the mouse guard system. Mm-hmm. Uh, to level up your skills, you need to get a certain number of successes and a certain number of failures. Yeah. You know, you learn more from failure. You're going to remember yep. a lot more from failure and everyone, everyone messes up. Mm-hmm. So it's this like, and that's another thing that, you know, in adult life and in big business life and in corporate things, if you screw up, suddenly you're either working double for pay that you may or may not get. You're fired. You're, you know, like it, it becomes so much harder for you to learn because you're so worried about taking that chance and seeing if you got it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so there's a lot of, you know, where it's like, hey, you know, no big deal. We'll get it better next time. Or, hey, this is how you fix that. Yeah. I've like never seen any sort of. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like, I would say anger, you know, I haven't seen any sort of like, Oh, like you fucked this up and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, now you're banished or right. anything like that. Like it's all, <laughs> it's all super understanding. Um, you know, have a question, ask someone who knows what they're doing tends to be the mentors who are guiding the process and just, yeah, really there. Like I said, to, to answer questions if you have them and to guide the process and kind of explain as they're doing it, you know, like, oh, this, like, like the contract thing or, you know, this is how you break down your Kickstarter or, um, you know, various aspects of writing or layout. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And that's really nice to hear that, that it seems like, like, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I keep coming back to like, oh yeah, two months. It doesn't sound like very long, but honestly, for things to have been rolling along pretty smoothly and, and getting this kind of content out in two months is, is an achievement. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen people talk to each other on the internet and, you know, <laughs> you're, that's great. You're doing great. Um, but uh, along those lines, I guess, do you have any um, like thoughts on or apprehensions about like how this will scale? How how if the co-op gets bigger, what that's going to look like? Yeah, I um, I have no idea. Um, and you know, we've we've kind of talked about that a little bit, which is why we with volume one almost done, we wanted to jump on getting volume two going. 
because we got a little bit, a few more people in there. Um, but it gave us that opportunity to kind of grow a little more organically where we're assuming after volume one drops, we might see a slight sharp increase. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that gives us, you know, we're already underway with volume two. We're not taking in any more people and we can kind of look around and slowly try to figure out if the same model is going to work or if we're going to have to modify that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, my hope with with this happening this way is that we're not going to have people that are interested in doing something left out because I hope that we just have that many more projects going through. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, the short games digest is false, but, um, you know, this yeah. person over here has this game they want to work on and they're trying to pull in talent from here. Or, you know, and that's kind of a good thing about the, the, the model I think will work is, you know, anyone can put forth a project and say, Hey, I want to make this and people can sign up. And, right. you know, that's, that's kind of how, how it works. So if you got enough people throwing out enough projects and then that steam just keeps rolling for them, rock and roll. Excellent. So with that in mind, if that's how we're, we're hoping things are working, I guess where my concern comes from is someone joins the co-op and says, Oh, I'll, I'll help you work on this project. And they do a lot of work, but the project doesn't happen for some reason. Like, is that just a, a risk that folks are agreeing to take? Is that part of what this is, or that's an that's an interesting question, and uh, I, I'm not 100. That's something I'm definitely going to have to mention to uh, some of our mentors who have taken kind of that role in, in guiding this mm-hmm. in the beginning, because it's not something that I, I can say definitively how we would react to that. I would yeah. say a lot of that's going to be circumstances. Sure. Um, because again, it's like people first. So it's like, okay, why didn't this project get finished? Oh, mm-hmm. like there was a, you know, death in the family or, you know, you know, a serious illness or something. Right. Um, maybe at that point too, they'd be interested in someone else kind of taking over whatever task didn't get done to help out. Okay. Um, which we did see happen a little bit in the short games digest. Like I said, there was a, a couple that were like, Hey, I just can't finish for whatever personal reason. Yeah. Uh, but one person kind of was like, Hey, you know, I, I have stuff. And it's, it's mostly there, but it just, I like, I'm having bad brain day. I have a bad brain week and I haven't been able mm-hmm. to put it together. And we had a couple other writers and editors hop in and, you know, help them stitch that together oh. and, and bring a working game out of it. Yeah. So I feel like there's going to be very little instances, at least in the foreseeable future. Like, you know, when you start getting more and more people together, who knows yeah. what's going to happen. But in the foreseeable future, I feel like anytime we run into an issue where it's like, this thing didn't get done. There hopefully is going to be someone else in the co-op that is able to step in and say, well, you know, I can help out if you guys need me to, and we can, you know, yeah, get that finished up, which is another benefit to having this kind of looser model of people wearing a lot of different hats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's really good. I guess I, I never want to assume the worst about anyone, but I, I, I am always a little nervous and cautious, but it sounds like this is not the kind of project or environment that's going to attract i i would i would hope not obviously um it's not something i wanted to get too much into earlier when we talked Mm -hmm. about uh, rpg discourse uh specifically but obviously that uh uh, our hobby and our industry does attract a certain sort of people that could be detrimental to this Mm -hmm. (laughs) type of endeavor but uh hopefully that doesn't happen and you know again a lot of it's democrat you know like votes and democrats if we get people in here causing problems and everyone's like, Hey, this guy is like causing problems. Right. We, we can be like, okay, well, sorry, buddy. But, uh, we tried, you know, either, either, either shape up or ship out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It sounds like there are, are so many, 
like there's so much room here for for people first and for compassion and for finding out how we can help that if all of those steps don't work then yeah yeah exactly maybe leave (laughs) (laughs) right maybe Uh, this isn't what you're looking for yeah that's good i am i'm excited to see how this grows and and where this goes it sounds like we're going to get some and are getting some really good games and good good thoughts about games too out of this so that's exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. You know, we have with all the discourse going on it, you know, and then there's, you know, between here and tangentially very connected to ours also is, you know, video game industry where there's a lot of push for the unionization there. Um and I've seen a couple other little little um little thoughts like this floating around in the indie sphere of various ways of like getting together kind of proto unions and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and it's, it's just, it's something that we really need in gaming spaces at this point, because there's a lot of, well, actually there, there's not a lot. There's, there's a, a few people who are taking advantage of a lot of people, Yeah, but, uh, spreads a lot. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, so just trying to get away from that space and that model where, you know, so much of the power is contained with a single few people who kind of control the industry. <laughs> right. That's awesome. I'm I'm glad to see this this happening and I hope to see it spread. You mentioned uh early in the show about being cool with seeing other groups like this happen do you do you have any thoughts or advice for folks who want to do this just i i would say for for doing something like this just make sure you're you know you're you're dealing you know who you're dealing with and you're dealing with the right people cool um you know that's that's i would say the biggest threat to something like this especially in its initial stage Mm -hmm. is if you kind of you don't know like i said this all kind of sprang out from a group of people that had already been in a discord server who were just griping about the same stuff right and being like, oh man, we, I wish we could change this. And we're like, well, why don't we? Yeah. You know, but if you're just like, hey, who wants to do this with me? You don't know who's walking in to, mm-hmm. to jump in, what their motives are. And as much as I hate to say that, that, that can, you know, lead to a lot. And as you said, you've talked to people on the internet. So, <laughs> yes. You know, so I would say the number one thing is make sure you, you know, who you're getting in bed with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what they want. And, you know, you know that you guys want the same things. Cool. Um, other than that, you know, as long as the goodwill's there, you might you might mess up, but just keep pushing forward and you know do what works best for you guys and carve out a space. Nice. Um, the short games digest. Do mm-hmm. you have an idea when that's going to go out? The the volume one, I would like. I, I'm fairly confident in saying within the next month. Okay. Like within 30 days time. I feel like I know we're waiting on. I think layout's mostly done. We just put a last call out where it's like, hey, if you uh haven't got your volume one i think we were like two people we were waiting on something for and it was like if you haven't got your volume one in yet uh so congratulations there's your volume two game (laughs) and um we're just waiting on the cover art which we had artists took the commission and then had Mm -hmm. some some illnesses going on and stuff so slowed down but uh we're almost done with the cover art so i feel like we're right there Mm -hmm. so i would say 30 days is my my far estimate, I hope maybe okay. a couple weeks. Okay. So I will, of course, it's in the show notes or in the bumper for the episode itself, let heroes know whether that is, is out, but we'll have a link to that in the show notes or at least on the Twitter when that is available. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Is, is there anything else that you'd like us to know about the co-op or about the book? I think we got pretty much everything that I was 
wanted to cover. Um, you know, we're putting out awesome stuff for yeah. awesome people and doing awesome things, and y'all should come join us. <laughs> yeah, where, where can heroes come check out this co-op? Oh, um, so right now, the Discord's the best place to kind of see that, and I can get you a link to that so you can sure. post that with if you want. Yep. Um, otherwise, we don't have a unified Twitter or anything right now. That's mm-hmm. one of those things where it was brought up recently, and I mentioned that I'd also thought about that, but I personally didn't have time to run it right now (laughs) and i feel like having not like having a inactive twitter is worse than not having one Mm. because when you bounce over there you see oh they haven't done anything recently yeah um we're all posting in uh a lot of the information the hashtag sanyanero co-op all one word obviously hashtag okay and so i can get you know you have the spelling of that but i can make sure that's all right too um but that's where most of us you know it's all a bunch of people on twitter um, but we're all post mm-hmm. and anything we're posting, talking about it. That's the hashtag we use at the moment. Wonderful. Uh, we may finalize some sort of social media presence as this continues to grow. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking a little bit about eventually wanting to unify and get its own drive through RPG right now uh, account right cool. now. I believe we're going to be using Liam's at the moment just because there is a wait period um, to do like print on demand and stuff. Ah. And so if we wanted to, you know, get that going and get it running, we would have to do that through someone who's been established and already doing stuff like that. Cool. Then I will have the appropriate links to any or, or all of those places. And if you'd like, where can heroes find you and your work online? Uh, okay. Uh, Twitter.com slash Basilisk Online, all one word. And like I said, Basilisk Online, most places, twitch.tv, Basilisk Online, and basiliskonline.net is my website and where I throw out most of my art awesome. when I get around to it. Social media is so much easier than websites, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh, I feel that pain. Yeah. Dyer, um, <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this, for, for sharing this with everyone, for dealing with my worry warding and <laughs> just, this sounds so good. I had such a good time. I had a great time too. Thank you so much for uh, having me on to talk about this and for, for you, your, I, you know, even though you were worried, I can tell that you see this is going to be awesome. And yeah. so I appreciate that support. Awesome. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing more. Many, many thanks again to Dyer for taking the time to chat with me. If you want to check out the co-op for yourself, the links are in the show notes on our website, or you can find Dyer on Twitter. There will be links to the co-op's publications there as well. Heroes Gen Con is next week, so if you want to catch me or any of the other network folks who are attending, look for our schedule on the OneShot Network Twitter feed. I'll try to repost it from Modifier as well. There is an unofficial meetup Saturday evening, so details to come. Come see us! That's all for this week, Heroes. Follow Modifier on Twitter at Modifier Podcast, or send us questions, comments, and suggestions through email at modifierpodcast at gmail.com. Modifier is part of the OneShot Podcast Network, an incredible family of RPG podcasts, including shows like this one. Adventure is an actual play podcast that focuses on the fun of fan fiction and is set in your favorite fictional universes. Join host Pranks Paul as he takes a variety of guests through self-contained stories featuring Harry Potter, Pokemon, Animorphs, and other favorites. To find out more about this and other shows on the network, visit OneShotPodcast.com. Modifier's theme music was created by my favorite Bothan, Cat Greenfield, whose myriad talents are on display at catgreenfield.com. Join me again in two weeks for another episode of Modifier. See you then. <laughs>